This show is brought to you in part by Harry's Razors. Tom Ziegler and I are both staunch users. They cost less, they last longer, and they shave closer. It's the shaving trinity. Harry's starter kit is just 15 bucks. That includes the razor, three blades, and your choice of Harry's shave cream or foaming shave gel. I use the cream personally. As an added bonus, you can get $5 off your first purchase if you use the code Ziegler, Z-I-G-L-A-R. After using our code, you can get an entire month's worth of shaving for just 10 bucks. Built around the concept that you can have everything in life you want, if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. Well, remember, you were born to win. But in order to be the winner you were born to be, you got to plan to win, you got to prepare to win, and then and only then can you legitimately expect to win. You see, with integrity, you do the right thing. When you do the right thing, there's no guilt. With integrity, you have nothing to fear because you have nothing to hide. See, folks, failure is an event. It's not a person. Yesterday really did end last night. Today's a brand new day, and it's yours. Friends, welcome to The Ziggler Show. I'm your host, Kevin Miller, and it is my unique privilege to bring today's profound message to you. The Ziggler Show is founded on what Zig Ziggler, the world's most prolific motivator, devoted his life to, inspiring your true performance. You can have the best tools, uh, resources, and even opportunity, but unless you are truly inspired, you'll be hopeful but remain where you are. What is the definition of inspired? Listen to this. To influence or animate with an idea or purpose. Did you hear that? Animate with a purpose. If you want to take action, you have to know and be motivated by true purpose. That's deep, folks, and it is why you are here. Let's dig in and change your world so you can change this world. We need all you've got to offer. Desperately. Today, we have a special guest, folks, who teaches a skill that we all, I mean, yes, in all literalness, we all need help with. It's vital. It was one of Zig Ziglar's key focal points for personal development and overall success. And and hey, you are listening right here now because you know inspiration is the foundation of all positive progress and success, right? And who's the father of that? I mean, Zig Ziglar, absolutely. I mean, what he believes for you and me has great weight in our lives, yes? So with that premise and emphasis, there's something important, so important that Zig says we all do this, okay? Some people think of it only as a profession, But in truth, it's a vital skill. I mean, kindness is not a profession, right? It's a skill. Insight's not a profession. It's a skill. Influence, not a profession. It's a skill. Well, folks, sales is influence. And moral, ethical, loving influence is caring. Caring to help people get what they truly need. Not what you or I want them to have. Not what we believe they need. But truly having insight and care and then helping them overcome their own real and perceived obstacles in order to accept what is best for them. So today we are talking about sales and that quote from Zig is everyone is in sales. I'll be repeating that a couple of times. So here, just, just to set the table here for today's talk. Okay. Do you know someone who is a bad listener? Uh, Do you know someone who talks over other people? 
about somebody who pays attention to their cell phone while others are talking or they interrupt others constantly or they, they constantly change and steer the conversation back to themselves and talk about themselves constantly, right? How about someone who has a bad speaking habit? You know, they say the, 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 the really bad ones, right? The um, or like, you know, constantly and they, it erodes their credibility. It's hard to listen to. Or how about someone who's just, I mean, maybe they're well-meaning, but they're just so pushy or, or someone else who's so soft-spoken and meek. So this is my question and my point. Should these folks just accept those blind spots and, and deal with them, suffer from them? And we all just figure, hey, it's just a bad luck, a draw, whether you have those or not, right? I mean, would it be unauthentic for them to get a clue, to get some insight? some guidance and alter their unfortunate, albeit, you know, maybe well-meaning current nature and not to be something different than who they really are, just to learn some skills to help them be more relational, more accepted and liked. And through that, more sensitive to others and more caring, it helps them to be able to serve others better. I mean, folks, so this, this right here, what we're talking about, this is the art of sales. And it's, again, it's why Zig famously said, everyone is in sales because we all try to influence others every day for our sake or, or for theirs to some degree, every day we are selling and we're either doing it well and helping us and helping others, or we're doing it poorly and suffering from that. I mean, why would you ever endeavor to do something every day for gain and be content to do it poorly at your own detriment, which brings us then to today's show, today's special guest who has an incredible book on sales that we're going to break down. Though we can't talk about books on sales without mentioning Zig Ziglar's foundational book, Secrets of Closing the Sale, which you can get for free right now at audible.com slash Ziglar. Okay, Audible, A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash Ziggler. They are offering Ziggler show listeners a free 30-day trial right now, and you can get a classic Ziggler book or one of 180,000 other audiobooks and spoken word audio products at audible.com slash Ziggler. Okay, friends, I am now going to bring you a true Ziggler ambassador. He's a dramatically accomplished business superstar. But I love he's a real world guy who's visited the Ziggler headquarters more than once to give all he can to the family, the team and the followers. Butch Bella is a sales guru. And today we're going to dig into his book, The 10 Essential Habits of Sales Superstars, Plugging Into the Power of 10. Okay, That's the title of the book. Uh, my goal, folks, is to make it palatable for you to take on these habits that will help you have more influence with and, and therefore care better for others. And you can see all you want about Butch and about the book at mybizcoach.biz. Okay. Mybiz, B-I-Z coach, mybizcoach.biz. All right. A little bit about Butch real quick. Butch Bella, he's the owner of Dallas based uh, B2. That's the number B, the letter or the letter B, the number two, B2 training and development. He's a speaker, sales trainer, author. He spent almost 16 years with a large regional wholesale distributor, who he helped grow from $35 million in annual sales to more than $250 million before by becoming a minority shareholder and buying the company with a business partner. So today, Butch works with companies, help them get more appointments, land more business, retain more customers, 
all while focused on bottom line profits. He speaks regularly to groups throughout the Southwest where he draws on his more than 10 years of experience as a professional stand-up comedian, which we'll talk about a little bit. He's been named one of the top 50 sales experts and one of the top 100 business coaches to follow on Twitter. He and his wife, Angie, have three children, two dogs, and three grand dogs. His first book, uh, which is what we're where we're going to focus is the ten essential habits of sales superstars. Plugging into the power of ten. It's available at Amazon dot Amazon.com and his website again mybizcoach.biz. And but he's also just published a book called Sales Management for Dummies. All right, so I am going to bring Butch and Tom Ziegler into the studio with us. Well, Butch, I just gave everyone a raving intro for you. I mean, you're a business and sales legend, a Ziggler fan and evangelist, and and that's uh, can't get any better than that. I got to say, this is the first time we've had anyone on the show who has in their bio stand up comedian. It's <laughs> <laughs> not not common in the business bio. So I want to know: is that just an anomaly, or is comedy a part of your sales toolbox? Oh, it's a tremendous part of my sales toolbox. I, I tell you, Kevin, I, I, first of all, thank you so much for having me. It's an absolute thrill. Uh, as you said, I am a, uh, a huge fan. I've said that Zig Ziglar probably had uh, second to my, my own father as big an impact on my life as anyone. And, and so it's just my, my pleasure to be here. But I did stand up. I knew it was great public speaking training. But what I found after the fact was what great sales training it was, because you think you go to a comedy club and the crowd's there to have a good time. And no, they're they're sitting there with their arms crossed going, OK, fat boy, make me laugh. <laughs> and it's you know, it's the same thing we face sometimes with prospects and you've just got the snap of a finger to win them over. And I learned so much about uh, voice inflection, about sales scripting about thinking on my feet, and it was just tremendous. It was, I say it's the greatest sales training I ever had. Wow. Uh, well, that takes I – mean, I think when people think about sales, it can often scare them enough, as you know. Stand-up comedy, man, that's another level. I, 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 can't, I can't attest to that one either. Well, so, so talking about Ziggler, how did you come to know, just a, a real quick, know of Zig? What's your, what's your Ziggler story? Well, I was introduced to uh, to Zig Ziglar through the cassette tapes by my first sales manager in about 1985 and literally wore them out. And I got to see Zig speak. I was selling timeshare condominiums at 19, and Zig spoke in Indianapolis, Indiana in 1985 at uh, Resort Condominiums International, put on a thing called the Rally 500, and I actually got to meet him. He signed... I would, and he signed a copy of Raising Positive Kids in a Negative World for me and my wife. And it's still on my bookshelf today, something I treasure. And then, and I guess about, Tom can say, I think it was about 98, 2000 in Dallas at the what used to be the Lowe's Anatole. They had an evening for Zig where a lot of people that he had touched their life came back. And it was just really a celebration because Zig was always one to give and never really to toot his own horn and it was really a time for people to come back and say thank you and i was so blessed to be there and i got a picture with him and the redhead and uh it was just uh the highlight of my life it was just uh it was like a little kid that wants to be a football star meeting uh aaron Rodgers or you know tony romo 
Well, I love it. 1985 sales tapes. How many people, Tom, have we had on the show that attest to those old? You know, we should just bring those suckers back. <laughs> well, we do. It's just now they're CDs. I it's called know. Secrets of Closing the Sale. And, uh, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. And, and uh, uh, Butch has been here on many occasions to our Monday morning devotions that we have here at the company. Uh, he travels a great bit. You recently relocated as well, so we don't see you as much. Right. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's, it's great to have you here. And it's even, it's even better when somebody comes back, their life has been impacted by the material. Then they're out there sharing the same messages. So that's, that's why you're on the show today. So we're well, thank excited. You. I, Kevin, I'll tell you, the first time I met Tom, I told him, I said, let me tell you something. I feel like I already know you. I have heard the story of you standing over that putt and Zig looking for that bird. And you said, Dad, were you pulling for me? And he said, Son, I'm always pulling for you. Or, Dad, I'm always pulling for you. And, I, I mean, everybody had heard that story. It was like I grew up with Tom Ziegler, you know. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. Well, hey, speaking of, of uh, being out, giving out a message, I know you are right now at an event. You're uh, doing what you do well and leading other people with a little limited time. So I'm going to dive in on your book, 10 Essential Habits of Sales Superstars. And in the intro, we talked about you know sales is having influence and caring for people well. And you know the heart of Zig, and I know you're an evangelist of that. So at Ziggler, we, we love habits, at least the good ones. And so I want to go through this. But folks, I do want to tell you uh, before we dive in here too, that we have a special gift from Butch at his website, which I gave earlier, mybizcoach.biz. If you'll continue that with slash The Ziggler Show, you can get his book for free. It's a free download, just a gift from him to the Ziggler audience. So mybizcoach.biz slash forward slash The Ziggler Show. All right, and thank you so much for that, uh, that Butch. Well, habit one. Habit one, make 10, this is, this is right out of the book, make 10 new contacts each week. Now, when I read that, I thought, you know, it's, it's easy for me to say I'm comfortable in a crowd, a butch, but in truth, I'm not. I'm an introvert at heart, but I've been taught the skills. I care about things enough to make the effort to sell them. So I'm confident in crowds and meeting new people, but making 10 new contacts each week, that's, that's a lot. It almost sounds a little overwhelming. It's a big number. Oh, I, I want to. I want to it's know how. Whole, so how? Tell us how to go a, out doing that. It's a whole two a day. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you got to break it down into bite-sized chunks. And he, here's the thing I will tell you. You mentioned that we all have to have habits. And we've all heard our whole life takes 21 days or 60 days or 36 days or 87 days, whatever it is to establish a habit. And first of all, I want to tell you that's garbage because I quit smoking January 1st of 2009. If I were to have a cigarette right now, I'd have a carton before this interview were over, and then I'd have to lay down and let the nicotine high go away. So it's not going to take me 21 days to establish a habit. The thing we have to understand is it takes 21 days at a minimum to establish a good habit. The problem for salespeople and business people is that we develop bad habits every day, and we don't even notice it. They just sneak up on us from behind and they become part of what we do, and they're a part of the fabric of our being. And then before long, we've got two and four and eight and 12, and, and we're just bogged down. So when I say make 10 new contacts a week, I have had people that have gone through this with me, and they'll come and say, man, I made 36 this week. And I say, I don't care. I want you to make 10. Because what happens is they get so fired up, they'll make 10 this week and none next week, and they didn't establish a habit. 
I would rather you I would rather you go out and make ten contacts this week, ten the next week, ten the next week, than make sixty three this week and then don't do it for a month. Because it's all about habits. And in, in this world, we've let social media make us antisocial. I mean, turn around and introduce yourself to the person behind you at the coffee shop or at the grocery store. And the thing that makes this work is you have to track it. We've all heard our whole life you can manage what you can measure. And you have to track these contacts because I don't want you to get to Thursday and say, do I have two or do I have seven? And if you will start keeping up with it and keeping score, you'll find just at whatever time you're listening this today, I guarantee you, you have seen 10 people you could have introduced yourself to. I just want two a day on a five-day week. Well, that's a big line. Social media has made us anti-social. And, I mean, there's the heart of sales is is the PR skills, the personal relationship skills, which I mean, which I feel like it's it's a lost art. We don't have any leading in our normal lives, our normal culture in how to relate well to people. And I, I did talk about this in, in the intro. I mean, this is the heart of sales. And as Zig said, we are all into sales. We all sell every day. Okay. Thank you. Habit two: create a top 10 list and review it daily. Create a top Absolutely. 10. List. Okay. T- give us some insight here. Uh, David Letterman made millions of dollars with a top <laughs> 10 list. And so can you. Your top 10 list is basically your top 10 prospects in the order they should be closed. It is the simplest, fairest wheel example that we've all heard our whole life. However, I love to use printed paper. Some people use this as a, uh, they can, when they get the book, they can get a, uh, an Excel spreadsheet to use it. But the thing about it is every day when I always talk about my shower conversations, when I'm thinking to myself in the morning, getting ready. I want you to have it listed in order. Prospect number one should be your next sale. Number two should be the one after that. But here's the key is that reviewing it daily, you should ask yourself, what do I need to do to move this relationship forward? The person in in position number seven, what do I need to do to move that relationship forward? In sales, it's like playing ball. They've got the ball or we've got the ball. It's like a tennis match. Now, at any given time, are they waiting on us to do something and create a presentation or follow up with a, a second? Are we waiting for them to review it and get back to us? So at any given time, every sale you've got in your pipelines at a different stage. So each day, ask yourself, what do I need to do to move that particular relationship forward? And the great thing about it is you'll find that you start getting the guy in position six Man, he's fixed to take over position five, guys on the way. And then you'll have a whole list of people ready to take that position 10 as soon as it wakes and as soon as it opens up. Well, when you say top 10 prospects, you should have them in order. The first thing that came to mind for me was lowest hanging fruit. Uh, and I'm a big fan of that. And as you're saying this again, folks, I'm going to continue bringing us back to this. This is not, this is for everyone. This is not just sales professionals. If you don't cite yourself as being in a sales position, if you're ever looking for a job, you're in sales and you can take Butch's uh, leading here and do the same thing with employer prospects that you're looking at if you're oh beautiful absolutely well, yeah if you're look well and if obviously if you're looking for uh if you're looking for a companion same thing i mean right. there's there's a system to this and that's why i not I, let them see the list if that's the case <laughs> <laughs> good call. 
<laughs> yes, words of wisdom. <laughs> yeah, yeah but, but but Butch, you know, like Dad used to say, if you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time. So at least even if they see the list, you got a chance. You're exactly right. Yeah, and maybe they'll want to know how they move up a, a spot on the list. <laughs> well, there you go. We might we might have another another alternative here. But, but here's the thing, Kevin. It's not a wish list. It's not a go through the phone book or Google and say, boy, I wish I could get that guy. I sure would like to talk to them. But one of these days, I'm going to go see. These are people that you're working. These are people that deserve to hear from you weekly. They deserve to be front and center in your attention every day. Well, all right. Habit three, man, get to work 10 minutes early. I, you know, when I read that, I said, you know, on one hand, I'd say most, you know, a lot of folks get to work last minute. That'd be me. On the other hand, there are a lot of people who don't like the anxiety of last minute and, sh- and they show up in plenty of time, but they take that time to catch up on random email, Facebook posts, you know, make some coffee. And I'm, I'm assuming this is not your intent. So 10 minutes early to do what? Uh, well, first of all, let me tell you, here, here, here's the trick about the reason I came up with 10 minutes. If you take 10 minutes over about a 46 to 48-week year, that adds up to over 40 hours a week. That's one full week a year of productivity work, of productive work that you've got that your competition doesn't, and they don't even know you're, you're open. I always tell people when I speak, if you, ha- if you have your best customer waiting for you when you get to work tomorrow morning, with a checkbook in hand, and you have to do anything but turn the lights on, you are not ready to do business. So take that 10 minutes to get yourself mentally, emotionally prepared, get your materials prepared for the day. If you're traveling, if you work out of your car, make sure you have everything you need. I can't tell you the number of times I'd take off going and go, well, where am I going? I don't know, you know, this is back before you had maps on your phones. Like, where's my map? I don't know where I'm going. It's just a time for you to get yourself ready to do business because the last thing I – it kills me to see salespeople using their selling hours on non-selling tasks. And, and if you're just going to go in that 10 minutes and, and, and talk about your fantasy football team or dancing with the stars or, or whatever happened on TV last – just stay home. But if you're going to go to get yourself ready to have a great day, then that 10 minutes will be the most productive 10 minutes of your day. Well, and you're coming back time and time again here with an overall umbrella of intentionality, which has got to be the Achilles heel for all of us to some degree is not being intentional with our time, with our initiatives, with our goals. So, okay, speaking on that, habit four, read your goals aloud 10 times a day. Obviously, this brings us to... Uh, you know, it's akin to Zig's self-talk cards, morning and night. Take this goal of uh, your list of goals 10 times a day. I mean, it's, it's pretty much on the hour. I want to recognize Harry's Razors. Folks, Ziggler's about value, a life of value, and we appreciate valuable products and services. Tom Ziggler and I have been using Harry's Razors for nearly a year now. They wanted to sponsor the show, so we said, send us your product. Tom loved them so much, he recorded a video about it. I was wild enough, I quit using an electric razor for the first time in my life. They're one of the least expensive razors, yet they consistently beat the more expensive competitors in shaving reviews. They last a long time, they have a great weight and 
ballots in your hand. You just can't ask for more. My wife said, hey, do they make a women's version? I said, is there a difference? She said, well, I guess not. So come one, come all, male and female alike. Uh, and friends, the Harry's Starter Kit is just 15 bucks. That includes the razor, three blades, and your choice of Harry's Shave Cream or the Foaming Shave Gel. I like the cream. It's just ultra smooth, but either one's great. But check this out. Go to harrys.com, H-A-R-R-Y-S.com. Use the code Ziggler and get five bucks off your first purchase. That gives you an entire month's worth of shaving for just 10 bucks. Harrys.com. Get yours now. And here's the thing. First of all, you've got to have those goals written down. And I, and I talk to people all the time. So do you have your goals? Sure. I know what they are. Well, are they written down? No. Well, let me ask you this. Do you have a to-do list? Yep. You got a grocery list? Yep. Well, if you can't remember to get milk or who you're supposed to call today, how do you know what you're going to do with your life in a year from now or three years from now? And the thing that I tell people about written goals is they're only as good as how many times you read them. And reading your goals 10 times a day seems like a very daunting task, but it's not. And here's the thing. If you if somebody works out of their car, I ask people to take them and put them on the underside of their visor in their automobile. So when they get in their car, flip it down and read their goals. Then flip it back up and go. And so if you work in and out of your car, that's two or three times a day right there. I'm always asked, are you one of those people that believes in putting your goals on your bathroom mirror? Absolutely. The, it, the history is fraught with the people that have done that, and I promise you their bathrooms are bigger than my house. So I'm really, really big on reading those goals and reading them out loud. All right. Well, habit number five, develop 10 new prospects of your own monthly. That's, that sounds, you know, pretty sales professional centric, but let's, so give us, give us some insight into what you mean by this or how to go about doing this. Sure. Here's the thought process there. And it's for people that work in industries where they're depending on their employer to bring in the business, Uh, you know, automotive, real estate, um, insurance, things like that. Don't wait for your company's advertising and blame it on the advertising. Go out and get, I would much rather people come in and ask for butch than call and ask for the sales department. So if you work in one of those industries, again, keep up with it. Make sure at the end of the month, have I got seven? Have I got two? Get 10 of your own monthly. Don't depend on hand-me-downs and orphans to get yourself through. (laughs) I appreciate that. All right, well, habit six here, contact 10 current or past customers monthly. Now, this one, Butch, man, this is near and dear to my heart. I mean, my uh, my favorite personal sales tactic is leveraging the trust I already have. I mean, this month, I, I literally spent hundreds of dollars on fancy restaurant certificates for referral gifts from folks. And I, mean, I, love, I, I love going back to current clients and customers to cultivate retention, repeat business referrals, um, but I also know to actually, you know, make a business of it, I must be intentional and consistent, which I assume that's why you got this one in here, right? Well, it's not necessarily here for referrals. This is just to stay in contact with them. All right. We all get caught up in developing new business, but don't forget to dance with the one that brung you. So always contact those current customers. The theory on past customers, I have found in my, my 30 plus years of doing this. If you'll contact 10 people that used to do business with you, four of them are ready to come back right now. Mm. Two of them will do it. All you've got to do is lay the groundwork for them. You know, Tom, look, I really hate that we put you in a position to have to change suppliers. 
And I just want you to know, if you've gotten to the other side and the grass is not always greener, I'll be Johnny on the spot and pick up like we never left off. Now, what I did there was I took the responsibility for making them change suppliers or buying from somebody else or whatever. And I have taken the, the, I've, I've made it easy for them and kept them from having to swallow their pride and come back. They don't want to look like they've made a bad decision. And so I've made it very easy for them to say, well, okay, Butch, I'm going to give you one more shot when they're probably dying to come back anyway. Well, this one, okay. Yeah, and, and that one, I, it's a good call out to me. Yeah, I'm looking at, yeah, I always want to build a business. But yeah, just uh, dance with the one you brought. Good exactly. counsel. Keep that relationship alive and vibrant. Touch base. Well, as we're talking about goals, I know a lot of us have the goals of getting more content, better content into our noggins. Audible.com is a leading provider. And honestly, in the Ziggler world, they are the leading provider, premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment on the internet. I mean, you're listening now because you get value from audio and Zig Ziggler was a king of the spoken word. So both of those reasons is why we love Audible. Their content includes more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products. Users can sign up as an Audible listener, which gives them book credits each month for a low monthly fee. Customers download their choices and can access them on their iPhone, Android device, Kindle, iPod, or other MP3 player. So right now you can get a 30-day free trial and get a Ziggler book or another world-changing book when you go to audible.com slash Ziggler. That's audible, A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash Ziggler, Z-I-G-L-A-R. Don't wait. Uh, we're happy for you to go to Ziggler.com and give us your money for a book, but you can get it at Audible for free. All right. Well, habit number seven, learn closes to your 10 most common objectives. Now, I mean, this is a literal learn skill that's powerful. I know that, but I know that people also hear that and it can come across as possibly, okay, we're going to manipulate them now. So, no. I, I, well, I know that from you. So I'm asking you, Butch, in, in ethical sales, when people object, it's one thing to have tactics to overcome their objections. Another to listen and be open to their true needs and, and sure. not just desire to, to sell. So I'm going to ask you about this issue and then ask you also about the wisdom of, of knowing and understanding those 10 common, you know, strategies for, for overcoming the uh, objectives and, and actually here's, closing sale. Yeah. Here, here's the thing I will tell you, and this is a, you know, this is Zig's old cassettes. You know, yep. everybody says he's a born salesman. Well, I've never opened the newspaper and saw Mr. Miss Smith gave birth to a seven pound, eight ounce salesman. <laughs> now, everything we do is a learned skill. And now I do believe there are born buyers and they're, <laughs> you know, their first words are not my mind, dad, dad, their first words are too high, no money, you know? And so they know what they're going to say. I promise you, the buyer knows what they're going to say. We have to know what we're going to say. A salesperson, a professional salesperson, should never be on their way to a call or about to ask for a sale or, or get to that point in the process and be going, man, I hope they don't say whatever. Mm. Well, if you know they're going to say it, you better know how to overcome it. And I promise you, you've, if you've been in your industry more than a half an hour, you've heard everything everybody's going to tell you. 
But you need to take time to find out from your peers, from your manager, from others in the industry, or just simply take the time, how do I overcome that objection? And if it's easy to list those objections, but then take time to figure out how to overcome them. Hey, Butch, I love this. And, it, and so far, you've covered two habits uh, that I want to tell a story around. Early, okay. in, my sales, early in my sales career, uh, a guy calls in. Six months into his sales year, he said, Tom, I'm number one on my sales team. I've never done this before. Usually I'm right in the middle. They had about 150 on the team. So year to date, he said, I found the secret. I go, what's the secret? He goes, Tom, I can't tell you. I got to finish the year number one. (laughs) So we talked. He promised to call back. Six months later, he calls me. He says, Tom, I finished number one. So number one out of 150, I said, well, what's the secret? He says, Tom, it's so easy. Here are the two things that he did. Actually, he did several things, but two habits you've already mentioned. Instead of getting to his appointment for the closing, it was a three-call close. So the first one was understanding their need. The second one was a demo. And the third call was he was going to sell the, uh, the item he had, which was a high-end piece of uh, office equipment, like a, like a big printer. Um, he said... Uh, Instead of getting there 30 minutes early to set up the room, I started getting there an hour early. And I go, why is that? And he said, well, I had understood that there are six or seven objections that I always had to overcome in our industry. And I narrowed it down to the two or three most likely to come up in my presentation. So he said, I'd get there 30 minutes earlier than normal, an hour early. And I had marked in your dad's book, Secrets of Closing the Sale, and on the cassette tape, Secrets of Closing the Sale, where your dad actually overcomes those objections. And I would sit in the parking lot, and I would listen to your dad overcome that exact objection, and I would read it underlined in my book, and then I would go in and prepare for the meeting. Beautiful. So you see there the two habits? He got there early, like you say. And he had prepared in advance the objections he knew that was going to come up by listening to the master overcome them on audio. Tom, it's funny when I go train a group of salespeople and I'll say, okay, let's list your 10 most common objections. Boy, they can spit those out like crazy. And I say, okay, how do we overcome this one? And then it's crickets. And it <laughs> kills me because, you know, if you know they're going to say it, let's, let's go ahead now and find a way to overcome it. Well, powerful guys, I'm going to jump to habit eight, spend an extra 10 minutes with your client after they buy. Butch, again, this is one, man, I don't hear that much. And again, I was taught this. I was taught that to help confirm your client's decision. It's so rare though. And yet I I find myself automatically doing it. And it's such a, it feels like just a comfort to them, doesn't it, Butch? It is, and I'll be brief, but this one is so powerful because here's what happens is after the deal is done, after uh, the sale is made, now you're both on the same team. Now they are on your side. Now they know, like, and trust you, and they are a customer. You will learn more about that prospect or that new client in that 10 minutes if you ask the right questions than in the entire sales process up to then. You want to find out. You know, hey, Tom, why did you choose us over the competition? And guess what? He's going to tell you. You may find out a weakness your competition has. But instead of being so rushed, okay, now I need to get on to the next one, take some time with that client and dig just a little bit deeper and learn more about them as a person 
but more importantly, learn about how they made their buying decision. Gosh, that's great. I love that. So being both on the same team and then, yeah, using them for counsel on why they chose you. I don't, I don't know that I've ever actually done that. I, 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 I got to try that this week. Here's the funny part, Kevin. They want to help you. Huh. You you will find them coming out. Well, let me tell you, Butch, here's what you did. And it's just like they all of a sudden, they're, they're like you said, a counselor. They want to help you. Wow. Okay, love it. Thank you. Um, well, hey, habit nine, get 10 referrals every month. I hit on this in, in one of the yep. earlier ones. I, I love that. Definitely always been the most profitable sales method for me, going back to the people we've already proven ourselves and let them sell us to others. So any specific yeah, strategies on this one? Uh, yeah, three three things I will tell you. Number yeah. one, be referable. You know, do do business in a manner which makes people want to refer you. Be professional. Take care of your clients. So be referable. Number two, keep a referral log. You will hear me again. Habits. I, I want you to me- measure this stuff. I don't want you to get to eighth of the month and wonder how many you have. I want you to go. Okay, I need two this week to get to my ten. If you get 12 this month, great. You still got to get 10 next month, but you got to get in the habit. And finally, give a referral. Be a referral source for your clients. Have you got two clients that you can connect together? And then call and say, hey, Kevin, I just want to let you know I gave Tom your phone number. I hope it's okay. Well, of course it's okay, but you want to let them know you are thinking of them when it comes to their business. They will automatically think of you when it comes to yours. And that one is a huge one. I can count on one hand the people that come to mind when I think of folks who are matchmakers in essence. They're so eager to hook me up or somebody else up with somebody that can benefit them and just be the messenger in essence. And you love them to death and you do it. Absolutely. Oh, wonderful. All right. Last habit. Habit 10, invest 10% of your income on personal development. Now, all of us have heard finance gurus say, you know, give 10%, use keeps 10% for savings. And then right. on the faith-based side, if you're in church, 10% to tithe. Now you're saying 10% uh, of your income to personal development. Talk to us right. about that. And, and you may not be able to start out with that. You may start out with, with 2% or whatever you can start out with. But get to where you are investing in yourself. You are the greatest asset you have. I, I always say, if you're as good as you're going to be, life's as good as it's going to get. Now, think about that. If you're as, if Kevin is as good as he's going to be, then look around you. That's as good as life's going to get for you. And I would hate to go through life thinking that the greatest song has been written, mm-hmm. the greatest book's been written, the best movie's been made. No. There's always something you can learn. Continually to continue growing and learning and being a better you. Love it. Love it. Thank you. Butch, man, I know that you're, you're, you're on the run as you're out there giving your counsel and guidance and leadership to others. I mean, folks, again, you can get all you want on Butch and look at his products at mybizcoach.biz. And then again, he is offering his book, this book that we've just run through, absolutely free to you. You can get a free download. So if you go to mybizcoach.biz forward slash The Ziggler Show, you can get the book. And I also wanted, and I mentioned this uh, real, just in the intro, Butch, but before you take off, tell us real quick about the book that you've just come out with. The new book is 
sales management for dummies. I was approached by John Wiley and Sons, and I tell people all the time, Zig Ziglar wrote Success for Dummies, Tom Hopkins wrote Selling for Dummies, and Butch Bella wrote Sales Management for Dummies. And it's like the old Sesame Street song, you know, one of these things doesn't belong here. So it's, <laughs> uh, it's just been, it's been an absolute blast. And, uh, you know, I certainly appreciate you having me on and, and Tom and his whole family. I, I, I've tried to, to share with Tom without just gushing on him at how much uh, his family has meant to me in my life. And it's just been an absolute pleasure to be on with y'all. Ah, thank you. Thanks for giving us your time, your expertise, and your heart, and for leading us in this. These skills that, uh, again, as Zig is fond of saying, we all desperately need because we're engaged in this activity of sales every day. And Kevin, let me say this: thank you for what you're doing because I find too many of the younger generation are not Ziggler fans, and they need to be. Zig's message is timeless. And we need the millennial generation to understand and know who Zig Ziglar was and go back and listen to the things that I listened to in 1985. They are as applicable today, if not more, than they were then. Amen. That is why I'm here. It's, it's absolutely my honor. Thank you, Butch. Um, thank you, guys. Thank you. Have a great rest of the day, folks. Thanks right, for buddy. tuning in to the Ziglar Show. Thanks, Brother Butch. Yes. All right, to, Tom, thank you. Eager to see you back for the next Ziglar Show as well. Bye-bye. Thank you.